my name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. And this week we're talking about The Thing, directed by John Carpenter. This is actually our last a Halloween episode. This is our last uh, monster movie. Um, I just want to do a quick recap of what we covered this season. We started with Attack the Block, mm-hmm. and then we went to the very spooky Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did, what did we do? Uh, did, Let do, the Right One In. Let the Right One In, yes. that's right. Mm-hmm. And then Perfect Blue, and then Perfect Blue. slash Paprika. Mm-hmm. And then last week we did The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel all like... All over the place, really. Yeah, all all over the place. <laughs> um, as far let me think back yeah i didn't i've never seen any of these movies before mm-hmm. and that's great because i love that that's awesome that's why i want to do this podcast you know is yeah, to cover exactly. movies i'd i'd not seen and so the sixth sense was the only of any of them i had seen mm-hmm. you know before watching, oh really so. you hadn't seen the sixth sense before that no i had it's the that only one the only i had, had. Seen. i had seen i got you yeah. so um but anyway um oh shit fuck Shut the hell up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit loud, my man. Um, But no, yeah, to get into the thing, it came out in 1982. Mm -hmm. I think important to say three years after Alien. Oh, important. Alien. One. One. Ridley Scott, Alien. So what year did Aliens come out? 79. Oh, Aliens. Yeah, so because, I mean, obviously Um, I feel like that's a little more relevant because that's John Carpenter. Yeah. No, Aliens is not John Carpenter. Aliens is directed James Cameron. I'm being James like, Cameron. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a that's a. I feel I feel fine with that mis that misconception. Really? Well, I'm just saying John Carpenter, James Cameron. Oh, JC. JC Jesus know? Christ. Jesus Christ. Ian, come on. <laughs> I wonder if that's. I mean, obviously. That's but right. That's why they went for more like alien look for this movie for this versus like the 50s original yeah. version. Right. But I see what but you're saying. Also, now, it that just been aliens were were hot. Yeah, on the market no, at this for sure. Point. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that um, both movies are extremely comparable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in kind of like um, secluded, uh, military-ish based. Where the, the, it's almost like they had the tools ready to take on the foe. They just didn't have the knowledge. Exactly, knowledge mm-hmm. or um, com- camaraderie. You know what I mean? Both movies are very like well. You know what? Who who can I trust? They you know grow I mean? very divisive as exactly. soon as things start to hit the sh- shit, hit the fan, and obviously it makes much more sense for it in this movie where it's a true yeah. theme of like who can you trust when exactly. it can, when the thing can be anybody. You right. know? And I want to believe that um, the game Among Us was actually based off of this movie. <laughs> oh, really? This movie more than Alien? I guess no. Yeah, that has to be true. Yeah, because yeah. once again, Alien being an inhuman presence to fear right. you know what i mean which obviously this is too but it, it's the human element it's like, who of can it you trust? Yeah, yeah it's the fact that this can look just like you or obviously a xenomorph is true mm-hmm. as inhuman as it fucking gets you know and i think that That's was a, kind of an ideology behind their design was to make them personified but also just as inhuman as they could possibly think of you know with their big bulky heads and all of the yeah. horrors that make them yeah. spoopy i had for sure i had never seen sick. any of the alien movies uh up until about it, this last year or so i, right. I sat really? down and watched all of them i so. think it was around the time hbo one? max came out mm-hmm, exactly so it's actually a coincidence what do you have a favorite one i think i liked aliens the most yes you that's know? my favorite too um yeah. i but i really enjoyed all th- the first three for sure which mm-hmm. is what i yeah, i pretty pretty much watched we're gonna be covering them come april Mm -hmm. we're gonna do alien april April. (laughs) (laughs) cool um but yeah to to talk back more about the thing this is our you and i kenny Mm -hmm. our second venture into a james cameron god damn it now now i got your john John carpenter movie this is the real spooky (laughs) the real spooky uh director had you Um, seen this movie before no no and really? so this this is another thing I wanted to talk about. It this movie feels like something that has already been baked into my kind of taste yeah. and like um, what I like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. It's so yeah. ingrained into so much modern horror, or like the yeah. horror that I think we've maybe always kind of accepted into our lives. Mm-hmm. You know that it feels like something that's always been like. One of those things is like, oh, yeah, obviously the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, in a funny way, it's the same thing I feel about The Sixth Sense, where it's like, yeah, these are the iconic ones. You know, mm-hmm, these yeah. are put on the highest shelf of the genre, you know. Yeah. And uh, to watch the thing, I get it, especially to place myself in the early 80s, you know, and experiencing this movie had to have been 
petrifying you yeah know what i mean like about as scary as it fucking gets you know and so, so that's kind of like leading into what i kind of want to talk about real quick um i'm pretty happy that y'all haven't seen this movie before oh. uh this is one of my all-time favorite movies this, top 10 uh probably top three top uh, three this movie is with what amazing what the fuck with uh equal Embryum and uh <laughs> what's the other one fucking called event horizon yeah, the one no, that it's a supernatural uh, <laughs> <laughs> and halo <laughs> halo. <laughs> yeah, halo halo supernatural and the thing in yeah. that order um i probably can't name the other two right now oh, but, okay that's fine. but i would definitely put this in my top three wow, wow. um this no movie I give so much kudos and credit to specifically because of their use of practical effects. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just completely exclude the very first scene in the movie where you see right. the spaceship crash down. We'll <laughs> Which had to that. have been, what, in the year 1000 or mm -hmm. something like that? Something. Yeah, probably not, early probably not even. Yeah, but um, the this movie's use of practical effects I, is, like, fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah. most of the stuff you see is practical effects yeah and it sure. looks hella realistic mm -hmm. it looks sick so is and that why you like this movie so much is because yes. of the practical effects yes the and obviously that's pretty much all they had back then all that bubble yeah. gum and cornstarch you know yeah yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i know what scene you're talking about <laughs> um, but but um the fact i i really hate the fact that like modern movies have shied so far away from practical effects because this movie made in 1982 mm -hmm. shows you exactly what can be done with the right lighting yeah. and right effects like you can do yeah. so much mm -hmm. but they just people don't do that anymore because they're so comfortable with trying to do cgi right. no now. yeah i mean cgi is just easier more efficient you have less room for error with mm -hmm. cgi because you could spend weeks trying to build this perfect set piece for that for them for the you know set design guys to be like we have one shot to do this and then fuck it up and then be like all right we got to rebuild it again you know what i mean yeah. like there's, there's a whole thing on, I, I know about the sharks from jaws where that was mm -hmm. the thing some of them were built and they could do like one function one time and then never work ever again mm -hmm. so they basically got like one take to get this one animatronic doing like the one thing before it like snapped all these components inside of itself and they'd either have to rebuild it to try again or you know that was it but they got you it think you know that you know technology's advanced and maybe well, there should be better stuff that's for the, that's practical effects though <laughs> side yeah. of it no, no but I, I get that but no like I'm, we're not fighting just, for yeah. cgi we're just saying makes so much more sense when it like there's so many fuck-ups with cgi oh. that you know yeah. it, if you're gonna spend so much money in the first place and still have a fuck-up then make it like that cool. then you could there's something else you could do spend way less money and you could probably do it right it's gonna be more time costly but yeah. just hire real aliens you know <laughs> yeah just hire real aliens that easy yeah there's other planets out there why do we hire everyone from earth it doesn't make any fucking sense or we are just so so obsessed with our own species you know we just can't even look outside ourselves can you for president 2022 dude about time like hire a real martian to play a martian it's as simple as that why do we have this human playing martian manhunter what, yeah, the, what fuck? the fuck zack snyder yeah exactly ridiculous mr jack snyder god Damn it. I'm going to smack that Snyder. Yeah. Oh, smack Snyder. Oh, <laughs> smack Snyder. <laughs> smack my bitch up in there, right? Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, the thing. But you were going to mention <laughs> something about John Carpenter and how this was our first kind of yes. uh, delving, oh. or second time delving right. into of him. course. So The first being? There is, well, yeah, the In the Mouth of Madness. Ah. Um, so, Which I have still not seen. Yeah. So there is this, I, I don't know how much... I should have known about this before I bring it up on the podcast, but uh -huh. there is what is considered the apocalypse trilogy. Uh -huh. And it is the thing Prince of darkness in the mouth of madness. Interesting. And it's all about, um, I guess like the idea of, uh, cosmic horror, misshapen bodies, like ultimate, like body horror affecting these three different unique, areas of, of the world of the world and it ending in quotes ending in in the mouth of madness which is hell awakening on earth yeah pretty much and so i i find that interesting because i know virtually nothing about prince of darkness yeah and 
it's interesting that these movies are kind of lumped together and we already kind of experienced what would the end of this story. Yeah, the ending of this before mm-hmm. watching even the beginning of this. And it's funny because there's a prequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So is it now Which four y'all movies? Which y'all haven't seen that either, No, right? we haven't seen the prequel. Okay. So the prequel came out in 2011. Yes. You, you can speak on it because you just recently watched it. Yeah, I recently watched it again, which is actually kind of funny because I probably watched it for like the fourth time maybe a few months back. So oh, does, so coincidentally. Yes. So does yeah. it suffer from everything you're complaining about, and which is the fact that the monster is just a CGI blob? Honestly, unfortunately, no. Oh, it's still it good? Not. It's still good. I actually really enjoy it. I will say this. The original thing, not the original, but the 1982 yeah. version is the better version. Oh, like, okay. I, I do I do feel that still. Um, yeah, we get but I really young love boy the Kurt way Russell looking yeah. as handsome oh, yeah, as he dude. can be. Also, I'm buying that Sexy hat. Russell. I will find <laughs> that hat. Better. hat. The hat he only oh wears God. whenever he's piloting the smallest helicopter in the galaxy. Yes. It is the coolest <laughs> hat. And the fact that he keeps a hoodie on yeah. over under it the whole oh time. My God. Yes. I, every time he put it on to get into the helicopter, I was like, that fucks up his ability to look around and I, shit i want to be him for halloween but i feel like it's something <laughs> no one would get you know I'll even no matter it. how much i landed the, the outfit yeah. like, it would well you because you you heard me talking about it <laughs> i fucking i'm obsessed with that cowboy hat that's hilarious it's badass what were you were talking about the prequel or um yeah. the prequel does a lot more things that i guess are i feel like are more terrifying mm-hmm. in some ways but i just hold the 82 version to such a high standard yeah like i really do um but the prequel it does some really cool stuff like with the monster like assimilating people because you mm-hmm. kind of see it in this one is it the crew they really do it is it the crew that yeah is, is it, hunting the dog at the beginning of this movie? oh yes it is so it is all about so the, it leads the in, swedish crew yeah it leads norwegian <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad one of y'all got it <laughs> it leads directly into Dang um, swedes this interesting yeah so do you think like it ends with a dog running away do you think one of the swedish guys is oscar's dad from let the right one in norwegian (laughs) (laughs) um okay well awesome i mean that's cool i was hoping that 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 was what the prequel i don't want to give away too much because i still want y'all to watch it at some point i mean okay they gave it away we know how it ends we saw it yeah i guess so i saw the cast for this the prequel Uh and there was a number of international not only american with this norwegian crew right there was um i forget his name but the actor that plays mr echo from lost oh okay um there was i totally forgot this is the prequel cast yes this is the prequel cast mr echo's in there yeah holy (laughs) shit dude it's mr echo there's a a mary elizabeth winstead and joel edgerton okay now i i've never seen that movie but i remember Mm. all the promotion for it right in the cast and being like oh um and then there's also what's the what's the blonde guy's name Eric Christian Olsen? Yeah, is that him? So the prequel or, story... Or Rick Thompson? I no, imagine. no, no. This guy next to him. Yeah, Eric Christian Olsen. Yeah. So if, I, you, if Kenny were to see that photo, he'd recognize that yeah. man. So I imagine what the prequel story is, we've been sent to Antarctica because they found something in the ice. Let's dig up the thing we found in the ice. This is us dealing with the repercussions of it. It's more like they're already in Antarctica and they find something. Okay, so it's not oh. like they've been sent there to investigate exactly. it. They, they just coincidentally yeah. find it, stumble just, upon it. They're just like any other researchers. In the Antarctic Circle, you know, in Antarctica. Okay. I said Antarctic Circle. So what, what is our crew from the 82 version doing in Antarctica? The same thing. They're just researching. They are. They're probably like getting ice cores and shit like that. And Interesting. Just, it's because it's, you look stuff. at the crew and you're like, each one has a very specific job. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, one, there's one man that's doing autopsies and there's another man that's supposed to be a doctor, but they're kind of both doctors and they seem to be the only two smart people because then there's like a dog guy and a a radio guy guy and a smoking doobies guy and a cooking guy and it's like i feel like a pilot i feel like none of these guys are researchers i think think they're trying to like investigate the weather i don't think they go too deep into it but you just gotta kind of believe believe that they're they're researching someone there's researching something they're not (laughs) fucking around on antarctica for some reason they're with the um u.s air force i'm pretty sure oh yeah because at least at least yeah mac is yes Mm -hmm. exactly um and so and the the other Palmer. guy the one with the gun 
the, uh, the sergeant or whatever. Oh, oh, um, oh! It cop man. Was it the guy with the white eyebrows that yes, come out yeah. like a shelf off yeah. of his forehead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did we not write all these names down? Yeah, it's uh, it's Gary. It's Gary. Gary. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I got Palmer's name right too because yeah, Palmer, Palmer was the one that I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing here? He's, <laughs> he's doing like nothing a... but complaining." He's like, "Yeah, he's like a metalhead or something," and like he's also a pilot, I guess. So I was like, "Why do they need two pilots if they don't even trust this guy to pilot?" You know. And one of the guys' names is Windows. Yeah, oh, the radio I, guy. I love that. It's because yeah. of his glasses. It's because of his glasses. I have to assume oh, it's a nickname because I, of his glasses. And that was one of the few names I was like, I like that this guy's name is okay. Windows. Yeah. I was about, and I liked Windows. I was kind he of He was sad. Windows 82. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the God. original Windows. Yeah, he was the original Windows. God damn it. Um, but no, famously, uh, Keith David is also in this movie. He plays Childs, mm-hmm. and so is Wilford Brimley, um, <laughs> which I'll bring him back up later. Later on. <laughs> Who plays Blair. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did like this cast a lot. I found most of them to be very believable. Yes. Um, but I'll agree. It's very, I, that is where I definitely agree. It's very relatable to alien in the sense that it's right. like a, it's like a crew that it's a mosh pot. doesn't or, really feel like they all yeah. fit together. It's mosh like, pot's not a word. Yeah. It's a mishmosh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, these people that don't totally feel like they fit together and now mm-hmm. have to deal with this insanely crazy situation and so i believe it's what makes this movie good because it's what creates the conflict you know i think Mm -hmm. for me one of the biggest like running themes throughout this movie that when it comes to its conclusion i was like fuck was clark Mm -hmm. the the dog creepy dog guy you know because they do such a good job of convincing you know red herring you with him and so by the end result where it turns out he is human i was like fuck like i felt genuinely shitty for not having trusted what was kind of just a socially awkward Dude, guy yeah. dude you know the that entire, loves dogs that just loved his dogs and so it's like sad to think that he genuinely was heartbroken to be mm-hmm. losing all of his animals and that's probably why he was acting extra monotone and sad you know yeah. and we're just supposed to take it as oh he's a creepy yeah that made me feel so bad as like you know being the the introverted character of right. the group the one that's not so good at expressing yourself and so that immediately turns you into one of the enemy you know something yeah. to be feared yeah i agree um we had uh, a harder time getting through In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> in the Mouth of Madness felt like a half story that felt was like kind we of, were in the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> for sure. No, it literally felt like because like we, we broke it down pretty well in our episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Go listen to it now. Yeah, for sure. Pause this one. Go to that one. Come back. <laughs> listen to it at 1.5 speed so you can come back quicker. Exactly. Please. I'm not on the other one, so hurry up and come back to this one. You're an alcoholic. Um, (laughs) Drunk on yourself, bro. Um, So, I mean, but that movie has a lot of cosmic horror, a lot of body horror. Um, Do you feel like this movie did it better than In the Mouth of Madness, uh, effects-wise? Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy thinking that uh, In the Mouth of Madness came out so much later. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like that movie is kind of like you know it's one of those things that we were talking about m night Shyamalan last week which mm-hmm. is that that was john carpenter trying to, to do redo. to get to that thing that he had already accomplished to so the well thing. yeah <laughs> getting back to the thing that he had managed to do I, before i have a good the thing joke so in the prequel it's not called the thing it's called the thin right they do aliens rules where it's alien and then aliens <laughs> so the prequel is called the thin no oh fuck. it's just called the <laughs> it's called th it's, it's thing. Just, it's just thing. thing. It's just thing. It's not even spelled right. It's actually ding. <laughs> ding. God damn it. It's that ding. Yeah. Well, that's how a Norwegian person would say. I said person. Norwegian. That leads to the even more terrifying reality of if it's following the alien rule, the next movie has to be things. Oh no. <laughs> this, is a, this is a little off topic, guys. Uh huh. Um, but I keep thinking about this because we're kind of talking about like body horror, right, and, right, like, right, right, right. cosmic horror and shit. Are you have you all seen? Um, it, you look good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I can um, see the seen, muscle. Uh, Dreamcatcher. Mm. I mean, I've seen a few. Yeah, my grandma had some on her walls. Is that? It's up, a movie. You know? Is that? Oh. Now is that uh, Gyllenhaal? I no no. Oh. Okay, no, I have not seen Dream it's Dreamcatcher. A, it's a really good movie. Oh, it's Morg Morg Frog. Morgan Freegan. Oh, okay. Freegan, Morgan Freegan. Uh, who directs it? Uh, it is Lawrence Caston. Huh, I've never heard of it. It's actually funny because Morgan Freeman is like not in the movie too, too much. He Isn't wrote, this, 
the this screenplay for Indiana Jones. Oh, so this is based after a Stephen King book. That yes. makes a lot of sense. It is. So is this movie terrifying? Um, I vaguely not. I'm starting to remember something. It's um, it's kind of ah. scary, kind of mm-hmm. horrific, but I wouldn't say terrifying. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, if you watched it as a kid, you'd probably be like, Ugh. yeah. Jason Lee <laughs> to me is literally just a shitty Luke Wilson. <laughs> Jason Fair Lee from My is. Name is Earl. Yeah, My Name is Earl or Alvin, <laughs> the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies <laughs> is what I think he's also famous Alvin! for. Yeah. yeah, it's just a shitty Luke Wilson. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, there's shitty Luke Wilson. <laughs> but, see, um, and I feel like Jason Lee has uh, better acting chops oh, than really? Luke Wilson does. <laughs> but yeah, but in my opinion. Chance. But he picks movies like the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Because <laughs> those give him money. <laughs> and, and, and people want him to be in them. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, what if were you I ever saying? get a chance, I recommend watching the movie. We could uh, do it for our King Miss, yeah. like coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do it. We'll, we'll, we might we'll be we'll able see. to move things around. Fuck that! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we'll look at it. We'll see. Um, but no, go on. I was just going to say whether we watch it on the podcast or not. I, that's just a movie I recommend watching. Is there body horror involved? Yes. Oh, interesting. Do you feel like it stands up to this movie? No. 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 So why? It's a good movie. Oh. Um, I enjoyed it. And I, maybe part of that's, to IMDb. I know. <laughs> maybe a part of that's because of nostalgia. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. Did you recently rewatch it? Um, within the past year, yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And at the time of recording, it is on HBO Max. So, so we might. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can move some stuff around. And we'll see if Dreamcatcher falls in. Even if we don't watch it, guys, y'all should check it out. It's not too crazy of a movie, but I, I like it. Okay. So. Um, well, to get back to the thing and body horror, um, this movie, I feel like has revolutionized everything cosmic horror. And I feel like the reason why we have things like Mm -hmm. Immortal Hulk, go watch that or go listen to that episode or even Annihilation, go listen to that episode is we owe it all to this movie. Definitely. And I feel like this movie is what really fucking like put all of this on the map because like, hey look how much we can twist a human body hand. exactly and so um i, I want to look up the fly because yeah. oh that's oh the, my what God. year the fly came out because that's also that was 86 <laughs> and so i, I don't even think that was cronenberg's first movie cronenberg's first movie was i have to believe is that his name cronenberg david cronenberg yeah so his oh his my name... god is that where they get the name in nick rick and morty nick and morty rick and morty <laughs> what the cronenberg the cronenbergs oh maybe there's like a, a different universe it's an alien species right? okay so no, the sh- oh it's no a different it's the body universe. horror one yeah. that, that must be where it's from that's so true that's so hilarious. yeah videodrome came out 83 and that one's very body horror so it was around this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he came out with Shivers beforehand. I don't know if that's body horror. I have to believe the practical effects were just hitting the, that kind of capabilities right. at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why these kind of things were really blowing up. I I want to almost say that this is had to have come from, like, zombie movies. You know, like, these oh, kind of concepts had to right. have come from, like, zombie movies from, like, just earlier before. In the sense of, like, the, you know, mm-hmm. once again, the bubblegum and cornstarch and, like, the heads falling off. The, and more of, like, the, the grade school kind of volcano. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I want to believe that that's all, yeah, once again, that's where it found its inspiration. Mm-hmm. And But, we, like you said, in a cosmic element, which is right. much more of our kind of, like, yeah, expertise. Park, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, yeah. and, it's, and it was a whole a new audience to get to basically make horror films for where i feel like probably before this it was predominantly like zombies and vampires you know like right you know like alien changed the game by being like dude we can do space horror yeah and then stuff like this was like we can do space horror but on earth you know yeah. what i mean it doesn't even have to be like as epically as like alien it can be something more eerily close to home you know mm-hmm. this could happen to somebody you know kind of thing stuff. exactly and i think that's where this really created that even new path of uh horror films to get to take you know i, I feel like this movie really fucking kickstarted a whole genre that i think we're still trying to get back to today yeah. yes and I, I, I agree with that one definitely. thing i'll say <laughs> that i was i guess wrong about i because we this is one of those movies you think you know everything about because right. it's been so important in pop culture all yes. these years i'm like i know everything there is to know about the thing i just haven't seen it but i had always thought that the trope of like 
you know, a person having like an identical clone and the argument of like, no, I'm the real one. No, they're the real one. Like kill them came from this movie. So I was very weird uh, to realize that wasn't a thing at all. Mm-hmm. And I had just made that up in my mind. And that it, wasn't the thing at all. That is, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the thing at all. And that it has to literally eat you in order to become you essentially. Yeah, it so is, it basically assimilates you. So now I'm curious on what did that first, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that true. trope of like, probably uh, Abbott and Costello. Like that's, you know, <laughs> right. that's the monster kill it. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause that is a thing or well, not this thing, but a different <laughs> thing maybe. <laughs> that's, that's fucking name fucks me up. <laughs> Benjamin um, Grimm is that who you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> um, that 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 trope has been done with the same level of cosmic horror of it right. being like a creature that can become mm. your identical self, you know. So I'm very curious. Uh, Which I'm actually kind where of interested in where they where they came up with that idea because um, the original version, the one right. in the 50s, um, I was kind of talking to you all this about this yes. earlier. Talk but to us it's about it again. Like a, like a Frankensteinish monster. You know, like yeah. a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, like, like a, some some dick made like in a the son lab. of Frankenstein or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like some <laughs> some dickhole made it in a lab, right? Uh, and he just wants to Hulk smash everything, right? So I'm actually kind of curious on like what led them, and maybe it was Alien to to take this route. Mm-hmm. You know, true and to completely change because obviously it's a different movie it's um so the original doesn't take place in antarctica it does oh interesting it does and it's um people from the u.s military as well wow and some researchers and it's called the thing from another world Mm -hmm. nobody knows um who is that directed by I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, no, I mean, I, I literally... Old, I, old man, old, Ancientson. Yeah, old man Logan. It was uh, Jonathan... Uh, oh, John... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, Gable. I was going to say... Clark Gable. I was going to say uh, Jonathan Spielberg. Oh. Steven Spielberg's daddy. <laughs> so there was actually two directors. Oh, okay. Um, Howard Hawks. Apparently, he's uncredited for it, but they give him credit here. So okay. Whatever. And uh, Christian Nibby? Nibby? Oh, Something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know any of them. Yeah, I don't know either of those names whatsoever. And that's I'm I'm sorry to say. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about the thing. Something. That thing. My thing. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so I have these business cards. They're of this man. His name is Alan uh, Binenstock. I'm going to go ahead and pass him around. Okay. Oh. Thanks. Can Thanks I call him? And oh. he looks exactly like Mr. Six from Six Flags, the old dancing Okay, I was man. hoping that's where you were going. Yeah. Is he but called also, Mr. Six? I didn't know. Well, that's what it says on this business He's the card. uncle of Mr. Six. Oh. Well, so he's the uncle <laughs> as seen on... on uh, uh, he's a, a lookalike of Uncle Junior from the TV show The Sopranos. And so that's how this oh man makes a, a living is he goes around and he looks like a mixture of both those two people, the, the dance, the scary dancing six flags man <laughs> and also uncle junior from Sopranos. And so I have these business cards um, because I met him. When? No, I didn't meet him. Oh, damn. So I used, to, <laughs> I used to work in a, in a, in a, like a male receiving room. And every time he would pay his bills, he would send these business cards in there with him. And so if you go to his website, he just sells like dumb shit, like fucking like magnets that will have your company name on it or like stress relief balls and shit like that. Like he, he makes custom products like that. Yeah. He, he, he does distribution. So we could actually hit him up for this podcast and get Uncle Junior to... I mean, I just want that picture on a bunch of mugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> the picture of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so give him back to me because... I wish I had I, an Uncle no. Junior. I hold these business cards very... Okay, you can have that one. I have two of that one, so you can have it. Do you want it? That's a different one. <laughs> I didn't keep even it, get keep that it, one. Keep it safe. I know, yeah. I didn't got... realize they were different. That's That's exciting. a different one. Yeah, there's only two. I didn't get that one. I, I like that he has a variety. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool. He came prepared, you know. Yeah. yeah. Everybody so I've the same thing. I've had those in my wallet for mm, four years, maybe. If we got Uncle June, or at least his imper- uh-huh. impersonator, to be on this podcast, that'd make me pretty excited. <laughs> we'd have talk to Sopranos. we'd have to play the burp, 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 the bang of bus. The I think whole my time. favorite thing would be is that we'd insist on him coming on here, not tell him why, and then we'd want to talk to him about the Sopranos, and he will have never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but in, instead of the Six Flags song, uh-huh. you should uh, mix it with the Sopranos theme as well. Oh, God, it's such a bad song. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if there's a mixture of those two. And Why he owns be? it? He's the meta between those things. Uh, uh, uh. You should make him a theme song and then email oh it to him. There's an email on those cards, isn't there? Yes, there is an you email. You can make him a theme song that, and email to him. I could mix this with the Sopranos yeah. theme. Like, here, I made you a theme, bro. Do you like the Sopranos theme? Because I fucking hate it. You hate the Sopranos theme? I cannot theme? stand that in, that intro. But this, this is a jam. Get it. Money, you gotta do the Tina. Hold on, look, it's it's saying his name is Uncle Junior. His name is Uncle Junior. His name is Uncle Junior. He is a soprano. He's so, gonna try to kill Tony. Um. So the, the name joke. of the song is called Uncle "We Junior. Like to Party" in parentheses. The Venga Bus, and then Six Flags in parentheses. Six Flags. Do you think Six Flags? <laughs> oh, so they obviously own that song. Six Flags. Six Flags. Though. <laughs> Why does it? <laughs> and the comments are turned off. <laughs> They're like, we're not letting y'all say shit about this. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Well, who has, posted it? Well, the Vanga Boys did. Okay, the Vanga Boys. And oh, so, nice. which, I mean, I've always found very interesting because they must be the DJs yeah. of the song because the vocals are female. Um, but then <laughs> it's it has 1.6 million views. Dang. Okay, I'm going to look it up on... Uh... On IMDb? Vanga Boys on a Spotify. Oh, okay. What's it called? We like to party. Mm-hmm. It has 89 million view- plays. Holy shit! On Spotify. Oh, okay. Holy that shit! Sounds, that sounds about. more appropriate. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. But they have an even more popular song called "Boom Boom Boom Boom!" Double exclamation point. What the fuck? And it's got 269 million. Plays. Are you getting is a FaceTime right now? I am getting a FaceTime right like, now. Should I accept it on my end? Do it. Is that the one that's, that's actually like, kind of boom, boom boom boom? I want you in my room. It might be that song. Tell her she's got the wrong number. Hi. Hi. Hey, Ness. We're doing my pod. Oh, and Anthony. Hey, guys. We're hey. Sh- we're literally recording my podcast right now, and now y'all are part of it. Dude, your audio's not part of it, though. Yeah, we can't yeah. hear shit you're saying. Yep. So, I gotta go, but hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text me whatever y'all are trying to say. Bye. <laughs> I'm just waving. Okay. Uh, so that's on the podcast now. <laughs> podcast for life. Man. <laughs> um, should we get back to the thing? Yes. What thing? We should. <laughs> the the so, thing yeah. we were talking about. The we were thing. talking about something. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about the thing. Do you have a bad memory about the thing? Dude, I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. And so, I thought he did so fucking good in this oh movie for God, what it is. Yeah. Even kind of playing like uh, like an aloof, like a uh, bad boy kind of, mm. you know, like, I mean, the first thing we see him do is literally pour water into a computer because it beats him at chess. And, and I was like, like well, fuck, now you're just not going to get to play chess the rest of the time you're in Antarctica. That was I a very... It was like scotch, too. <laughs> water. I was like, alcohol. Because he's like, bitch cheats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, cheating, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what he says. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I was just like, damn, Mero, that was a pretty decisive. That was pretty yeah. decisive, you know, yeah. like to do. <laughs> like, know? no, I'm done because you lost one game. I'm like, didn't maybe someone else wanted to play chess? You freaking jerk! I can imagine that's his hundredth game that he's fucking oh, lost. But I'm I thought sure, yeah. I thought he looked fucking good. Yeah, in this movie, and I can oh, understand yeah. why. Like, I feel like this movie probably like had to really be the the jump off point for his career. For his huh? career, I yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, him and John Carpenter work pretty closely together after this i think they work again on um what is it uh big trouble in chinatown i think they do together and so i i know that they're they're good friends and and so yeah well at the very end of this movie i mean he must have liked him because at the very end of this movie it again was like by the way kurt russell was mac oh yeah like they they say oh, at the yeah. beginning and then at the very end they're like, I see what you're saying. In case y'all didn't realize, that was fucking Kurt Russell over there. <laughs> so like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's actually got you know quite I mean? a bit of work pre pre this movie, but it all seems like stuff that wasn't 
Oh, but no, Escape from New York is 1981. Oh, and that's also John Carpenter. Dang, so it actually was the his first mm-hmm. role with John Carpenter. This yeah. was his second. That's interesting. That's this, crazy this, to me. I feel like he seems so much younger in this movie than he did in Escape from New York. Absolutely. That's what I would agree with, too. I felt like this was the easily the youngest Kurt Russell I'd ever seen. That blows me away that it's an older version of himself in Escape from New York. But I guess he's also more rugged in yeah that, where he's mm-hmm. got like you know he's got the eye patch yeah. and the five o'clock shadow okay but this is what fucks me up even more is the two movies between escape or the movie between escape from new york and the thing he was copper which is one of the the animals in the fox and the hound oh he played the voice of copper which i think is the dog oh, side of things and so that's super sad because that's probably one of the saddest movies ever made in the history of ever so God damn it. <laughs> that, what's crazy is that that was basically a, a great year, you yeah. know, two years for Kurt Russell. And I've been, I guess, was what really put him into the household name kind right. of category, you know. You know, uh, it's interesting because the only John Carpenter movies I'd seen before this one was In the Mouth of Madness, mm-hmm. Dark Star, which is his first movie, the Halloween movies that he did, and Escape from L.A., not even Escape from New York. Interesting. <laughs> so I saw the worst of the oh, two, two. <laughs> suppose i've Which never is, seen either escape from la is literally pretty bad it's really bad honestly. Where would you, out of all the movies from him you've seen where would you rank this movie oh the thing the top tip top highest yeah uh, but above halloween for sure yeah no for sure but um, we also haven't have you never seen they live you no. know i mean there are some of his older iconic movies like escape from new york i that feel like yeah it, for i mean it, i want to say we're putting this at the top because it's just what we've experienced yeah out of what from we've those, seen yeah yes. and it's just basically everything from 1990 and on where he kind of like decided to start it was kind of just uh, no it's like what you're saying about earlier about m night Shyamalan, where he's just kind of trying to relive or recapture oh the yeah, sixth sense yeah exactly yeah. and his, so his sixth sense of all how to make good movies you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I think this is probably my favorite John Carpenter I've seen. Same to this, and I haven't today. seen a lot of them. Exactly. So I mean, this is. I mean, this was a much more enjoyable film than I thought. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. into the horror. I'm definitely not into the body horror. The more right. like of. But interestingly scenes. enough, the other two episodes that I mentioned, uh, Annihilation and uh-huh. um, Immortal Hulk, you spoke very highly about both of those. Things. Absolutely. And but do I've, you think it's because there was a lot of psychological driven within that those two movies that kind of helps um kind of show that the body horror was like the outer uh layer of it's what like a shell of what right. holds us truly inside yes. of absolutely and, or and they're done in a uh, more beautiful fashion oh. at least for annihilation side true. True, true, i feel true. like of course it does have the body horror but it's done in much more um what are meant to be like beautiful mm-hmm. things and still horrible to imagine but it's done in a way that looks much more pleasing to the eye in a sense of like you know flowers growing out of the skin and things like that you Mm. know i think probably the most horrible looking thing in that whole movie is the bear and even that's not the you know is it i think it's easier for me when it's not human Mm -hmm. i can accept more graphic things like if that bear would have been like a zombified human missing half its face or something i would have been much more like i don't want to see this scene (laughs) a bit like screaming in their faces and stuff but the fact that it was animalistic makes that much more easy to uh i mean to get back to the thing there's the dogs yeah and so dude i watched this with ashley uh famously on this podcast we have to look (laughs) up so does the dog die as soon as the dog showed up you looked it up uh, Did you look she, it up? Uh, no, as soon as the dog showed up, I was like, oh, baby, this dog does. Yeah. Like, this is, that's another thing about yeah. this movie is like, I'd seen just about every scene before, just not in this order. Because so I'd we seen all knew it on, what that dog was. Yeah. yeah, I'd seen it through GIFs. I'd seen it through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, clips or, or, you know, whenever people talk about, oh, the top 50 horror movies of all time on VH1 and yeah. this happens to be on it, you know, like, and they show all the, so you the, the whips and, and the, shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> At the space whips and like in 19, 1982 whips. john carpenter's yeah. the thing yeah exactly <laughs> and so time. and now so, i'm just imagining vh1 explanation videos mm-hmm. like that so i mean yeah exactly uh so it, it i did i did know that this dog was not necessarily a dog one thing that i wasn't sure about that this i do like about this movie is that i thought it was a virus i thought Ooh. it was an infection that 
turned everybody into these things. Gotcha. And that every time we had seen one get blown up with a flamethrower, because I knew famously there's a flamethrower in this movie, much like Alien, um, <laughs> it feels, I, I thought that that was done. That that thing was dead. And that it had already infected someone else. And yeah. now you have to figure out who that gotcha. thing was. I didn't know it was a transfer of shaping bodies yeah. that keep going. And so, you, you can imagine that it can um, make multiple duplicates at once right because there had to be like when um the first one runs out the yeah. the guy where his hands aren't completely formed right, yet. right right his name is uh fuck i forgot his fuchs. name no, no, no it's not fuchs i think it's Knowles. 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 but whenever he comes out mm -hmm. right you gotta imagine that the only reason it really ran away was to protect another version of itself to fully complete oh, itself. Oh, interesting. You so know? he was a decoy. And do you think it's a hive mind kind of thing too? Yes, yeah. I, I do believe so. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> were you going to say something? Mm -mm. Okay. So the doctor, uh, played by Blair, that gets... <laughs> played by Blair? Blair. Oh, no, yeah. Blair, played yeah. by fucking Wilford uh, Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is trapped in the, the tool shed. But then we find out later that he's been digging underneath and going down there and building a flying another, saucer. Another yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was badass. It's yeah. so cool, but it's also like, yeah, of course they're in flying saucers. What else do they fly? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so true, and it? it's like, yeah, of course they're all a hive mind. They all live on a flying saucer. Like, I don't know. It there's still so much mystery that it's so funny oh. that it's just the most stereotypical looking flying saucer. And I mean, Star Wars existed at this point in time, True. so there yeah. were there was an idea of making differently looking and and alien for that matter. True. So there is an idea of differently looking spacecraft. He just obviously, I guess, wanted it to be more uh, uh, traditional. Traditional, to what, yeah. yeah. Well, even on top of that, to what we'd seen in our reality mm -hmm. and that we had seen in quotes ufos so and they looked like discs back to like that, that much more this could be what actually happened in right. our world type thing much more close to home in design and style in that way but um i liked that idea that uh because the blair thing was one of my favorite things about this movie too um which was is he you know he's trying is to figure out not, if he yeah. is he or not one of those things and sure enough when they're like let's go check on player i was like that motherfucker is not gonna be there anymore y'all haven't <laughs> checked on that motherfucker in forever so as soon as the door was yeah. open i was like what did y'all expect i didn't i didn't expect there to be a whole tunnel and everything for them to find underneath i, I just thought he was gonna be ridiculous That's i thought crazy, he was right? gonna be out and the biggest threat of all in the yeah. end because he was like the most fully formed thing you know he had had the most time to become right. itself you know so uh, I really liked uh, Wilfred Brimley's acting. I thought the whole bit where he's like, let me out. I'm fine. I Okay, Akita, calm down. Uh, <laughs> uh, every time That's our mission now. We have to bring Akira, Akira up in, in every, every episode. episode. <laughs> We've been affected. We're in it. Um, but I thought Wilfred Brimley's acting was super good in that scene where he's trying to convince them to release him because mm -hmm. I was equally kind of like, should they let this guy out or yeah. not? They need a doctor right now. You know? How'd so. y'all feel about whenever he, um, whenever Blair went up and grabbed Gary's face and started oh, like, oh, yeah. with him. How'd y'all feel about that? I literally turned to Ashley. I was like, that must have been something that John Carpenter was like, I want to see someone stick his fingers into someone's face. Like, can we make that happen? And then, and then mm -hmm. them just be bound by that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, the only reason I hate that fucking scene is fucking childs. I was so bummed that it's just such a, uh, he just, disappears basically you oh, never yeah. see him again you know it was until just, the end of the it, movie it was yeah it's just yeah. such a or you know it's just such a um, easy way to write him off or um like open-ended what oh I'm it's sorry. Not, is it even childs that shows up in that or no. what am i talking about no it's childs is keith david he was supposed to be watching in case right. brimley well, showed I'm, up what's the other the the younger oh i don't guy. know you know who i'm talking about yes. he's the other one that's with kurt russell in that scene and he just kind yes. of disappears we don't actually I get think a, he gets eaten well we i mean i understand I mean, that that's the reality but it was such it, he's the only character we don't really get like a resolve in a way for like everybody true. else we kind of see how they go and he just like vanishes in that moment and i was like well that was just kind of like well, we have one more character we need to get rid of. Let's just... And we can't do the hand thing twice. We just did it right there. So let's just... Maybe there's just a giant explosion. Yeah, he'll just, <laughs> he'll just walk off into the space and then the whole thing is just going to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one thing I was just kind of like, well, that was that was a little lazy on how'd that part. How'd y'all feel about the um, the ending of the movie? Um, where it is Childs and yeah, Mac. Childs and Mac just chilling there. by the fire. And they're just, just like, killing. well, I mean, if one of us is the thing... There's nothing the other one can do. Yeah. So we're just going to wait it out here. I also didn't expect it to be a movie that everybody died in. That was kind of a oh. surprise for me. I yeah. thought we'd have 
a survivor. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, I guess Kurt Russell is our survivor. So I was genuinely surprised to see that it's a, it's a no survivor type yeah, scenario. I mean, you got to imagine that they're going to be stuck with there and don't have any way of communicating outward for at least another week. Yeah. You know? Stranded in Antarctica is pretty much guaranteed death. You know? Exactly. Oh, good call. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't really read into the ending more than just, it was just Childs and Mac chilling by the fire. Oh, really? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about how, what the next move was going to be. Like, it's almost like the chess game where it's like, what move do we make? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see it that way. Do y'all think they're both human in the end? What? I do. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like that's the only reason they made a prequel instead of a sequel. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because they could have easily made a sequel. I agree. Yeah. But I feel like to cement this ending as open ended as it is, they had to make a prequel. And you know. I also think that they there's a lot of like little mysteries about this movie mm-hmm. that weren't fully fleshed out, and so they wanted to kind of push that yeah that's very true and and it's such an easy story for them to pick up because we get so much of it from this movie i can imagine people were like we want to see that story we want to see that side of things you know so i I, so going in this movie you go to the norwegian camp and you see everything yeah so they have to create that watching the prequel it's so cool it's like reverse engineering and wondering like who's going to be the fucking deformed body they find who's going to be the body in the seat they find you know like or, or like that you see the thing of ice that's like yeah open. yeah it's like yeah, the, so where they found the where they specimen. found the, yeah exactly and it, when they find it doesn't look even remotely like what y'all are probably imagining it looks like interesting it's pretty cool what does it look like like a, a fucking monster what so does it have appendages does it have arms it has and like legs? these like spike legs and stuff oh it's so like they, a giant body obviously they show it in its natural form or yeah. it's in what it's ever it form it's the in last having, thing it yeah, probably it took itself into. Yeah. yeah what if it was did it look like the one from the thing from another world no no oh. the thing from another world like i said it looked like a frankenstein this was like a monster mm. like it did it have a face as a the original body. yes it's like like Frankenstein. Okay, that's what. It, so it is very. It's like it's a very, giant. It's person. like a zombie or like a yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. But it's it is an alien in the original one. But um, this one is in the prequels, hands down, a, a monster. Yeah. Like Fuck, you, I have to see, see it. it. I can't it, imagine. It looks it. badass, honestly. What did you watch on? Was it streaming? Um, I I bought it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like three ninety nine. I, I'm gonna Google it. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'll look it up later. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, this movie. It has a lot to offer. I thought a lot of the practical effects were beautiful. There's yes. the upside down spider head. There's the yeah. the stomach chomping the other doctor's arms. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> which I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Of course that would kill him. He's an older man. Yeah. And, and we saw the way that other guy. That is so cool too. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw that guy who his stomach opens up and has teeth. We saw him fall over for a second, and wh- I we have to imagine he was playing dead. Yeah, I think because he was the thing. I think what happened mm-hmm. um, is that, like, like they were saying, um, even if they, fuck, I can't speak. Um, Blair <laughs> says that he believes that if even like a speck gets onto you, like even a, a single cell gets oh. onto you, it could take over so i think basically it is kind of like an infection oh but it basically just but it's, it's starts thinking. with a single cell and, and it doesn't spreads. have to like yeah. if it if a speck does get on someone because we see them toss around almost like a long johns that had been ripped open yeah or mm-hmm. like there'd been so many moments where i was like kurt russell has been everywhere that the thing has been he's brought the body back from the norwegian camp right i would think more than anybody he's had more Infected, contact yeah. with the thing yeah so i was like it, it can't be just interaction it has to be contraction yeah well it has to be Inter- the thing deciding i want this guy yeah. that that too maybe maybe yeah. it's like oh he's a viable host because nobody would suspect him right kind of thing exactly you know so but i want to believe that the thing was slowly working its way through him oh so it hadn't finished him him. the inside and so it was trying to hitch a ride it's it's eating him one cell at a time you know on a much microscopic scale versus literally eating him like the giant monster version of itself and digesting his whole body and just it's starting from the inside and so that's what i believe happened and um they kind of trick you for a second because he like keels over Mm -hmm. and then it cuts to like the outside and then the door opens and it's a different person there opening the door so 
in my head at first. You thought I he first turned into it, somebody else. In, I was like, oh my God, he's a monster. <laughs> and then he showed him and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. No, that was Palmer that was suddenly yeah, there opening the door. Randomly. I, I, That was a cool camera Palmer, trick. That's who you were talking about. Who, what? No, Palmer's the metalhead dude that... Yeah. He wasn't the one at the end that disappeared? Uh, No. No, no. That's the guy that's on rollerblades that's... He's like a cook. He's like the cook. Yeah. Yeah. The youngest of the crew is really what we see. Does this make y'all really want to watch the prequel? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So the prequel, who dies in the helicopter? Because the helicopter fucking explodes and the guy with the gun wasn't the only guy in the helicopter. I forgot. Oh, I... (laughs) You don't Does it who show that alive? far into the prequel? No, it it just shows into the prequel. It shows them take off and start shooting at the dog as the so dog's it's characters the you side. know that have gotten in the that helicopter. have managed to survive yeah. till the end and get in the helicopter. Holy shit! Exactly. That's interesting. I just don't remember what their names were. Yeah. Huh? That's crazy. So, huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just crazy that like that we see that far into this movie yeah with from the prequel that movie. it's like immediately that's incredible yeah. that's kind of cool i'm i'm sad that that movie wasn't well received the prequel yeah yeah i mean it's understandable um is it is it frankly nowhere near as good mm, or is the problem it's that it's good. just too much of the same thing I, yeah it's too much of the same the thing um <laughs> but same also thing. this is actually what kind of leads into what i was talking about previously with cgi versus practical effects they use more cgi in this movie and it doesn't look too bad but there are some parts where you can tell they had to adjust the lighting to help the cgi to allow the cgi to to look okay like cheetah at the end of one roman exactly and so these kind of things just make me feel like if they did do practical effects they would care more about it and put more effort into it you know giving you a better product in the end and it would be more of the people who are actually creating it in the moment, working on it versus people in post. Exactly. Editing right. in all of this CGI, you know what I mean? It'd actually be like the director and the and crew. And it'll feel more real. Cre- you know? know, creating scenes in the moment that felt real for even them, you know, versus just being like, all right, go talk to this green screen and it's going to fucking eat you, you know? Yeah, you're just all, ah. <laughs> go, go talk to the tennis ball, please, yeah, on the exactly. stick. Um, it's going to eat you. Wilford Brimley plays Blair. We've talked about him several times now. Mm-hmm. Um, he died in August. He he died August first, twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. So he died pretty recently, about a year ago. Um, I wanted to bring up a YouTube video that I found, um, where he talks about very, something. It's it's a very serious topic. It's an important issue. Yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and play it now. Okay. Diabetes. 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 You got diabetes. <laughs> well, well said, Wilford. Oh my gosh! Rest in peace. I feel kind of bad for laughing because <laughs> diabetes it's, is actually it's a very not, serious we're, issue. We're not laughing at the idea of diabetes. I know, but still, we're laughing at, and we're not laughing at diabetes. We're laughing at diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> we're laughing at the way he says it. Diabetes. This presentation is brought to you this by is diabetes. Another one? Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually, about I, uh, diabetes and you know, you know, diabetes. <laughs> Perfect. And I've done things I shouldn't do. Oh my God! For instance, I had an unquenchable thirst. For my best friend and partner, Dick Richards, all through the night. And he explained things to me in a language that I understood. Kind of loosen up. Kind of relax about the whole thing. You know, it's not a bad idea once in a while. And I think the most important thing he said to me was, obey these simple rules and do these simple things. I promise you, you'll feel better. Uh, uh, (laughs) You know. 
diabetes. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> you know. What was his best friend's name? Dick Richards. It is Dick Richards. <laughs> that means that guy was named oh Richard gosh. Richards. <laughs> Richard Richards. <laughs> Can you imagine being called Dick Dick? Dick Dicks. Hey, what's oh up, Dick God. Dicks? <laughs> you're, you're friends with Wilford, right? The diabetes guy? Um, so, yeah, the thing. Do we give... Are we giving it ratings? Oh, yeah, it's time to you rate, rate, it right rate this thing. Yeah. I'm down. Shut the hell up. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, this podcast is slowly going down the pooper. I'm is just it? kidding. No, I just, it's, uh, you know. We're right. just really off topic. Just <laughs> hit that button again. Shut the hell up, bitch. Y'all play that every time I talk. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Paul Damien, I feel like you have the highest score. So I'm going to go first. Yeah, let's say I'll go last. Um, give, just give me one second. Unless, Kenny, you have your score ready, then you can go. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a 4.0, which is basically like I have to give it the credit it's due. You know, Mm -hmm. it is an A movie that has, you know, set the standard for a lot of practical effects and what horror can and should be Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, know, it came from one of the great masterminds coming out of the 80s, you know, John mcmaster carpenter yeah, so, um, i think it's it's great and i really liked getting to see like a young kurt, you know, kurt russ you yeah. know, perform um and it's in it's a something that i don't re- think will ever be made quite as well ever again so i agree um i'm gonna go ahead and also give it uh i think i'm gonna bump it up a little higher i'm gonna give it a 4.2 okay i feel like just because it's been long overdue i feel like i should have seen this movie at least 20 times by now i feel uh, this movie (laughs) should have four point true yeah (laughs) four point true is that what you just Uh, said that is what he just said i've i should have seen this movie as many times as i've seen back to the future and back to the future too and it's a shame that I have not. I fucking love those. I would blame that for me at least on the fact that I just avoid horror mm-hmm. at, in most situations. You know, Fair true, enough. true, true, true. And one thing that Ashley said I, to go back to "Does the dog die?" Um, she had just fine of a time watching this because not at any point did it seem like it was a real dog. And so, oh, okay. Like whenever it was actually being attacked or yeah. harmed, even or, when it killed all the other dogs. Yeah, even do when it split its head and shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, gosh. And the uh, other dog's like freaking out trying to tear open the fence. Yeah. Dude, that, I felt so bad yeah. seeing that shit. I was like, oh, that was puppy. That like, was pretty rough. The roughest And then part, it immediately yeah. got fucking sprayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it's dead. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, even though there was a lot of this movie that very much felt like, oh, it's that a, is obviously for sure not real. Yeah. It was still... I, I found myself flinching far more in this movie than I had ever thought. And I'd seen all this shit before mm-hmm. on Tumblr and through GIFs and all kinds of shit. So, I don't know. It, it, it holds up in film, and that's what's the most important thing. And so, 4.2 for me. All right. Paul Damien. Uh, I'm going to actually give this a 4.8. Um <laughs> Wow. That's the highest score on ever this given. show yeah. ever. Like, honestly, um, pretty much for the same reasons, like the, their use of practical effects and, mm-hmm. and just how much they were able to do with what they had at the time. Right. Like this, like you said, this movie really stands up like it holds this, up. It holds up uh, today. Yeah. It, it's better than a lot of the movies that are made today still. Yeah, for and sure. Even its effects are better than a lot of the movies are, are done today. And that's honestly the real reason why I give hold this movie in such high esteem is because they were able to do so much with so little. Um, but yeah, 4.8, that's my score. Wow. I, that's, yeah, that's, I feel like I need a button to commemorate that. <laughs> let me see if I have something for you. Go kill yourself. Go <laughs> sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. That was a good one. I think that felt I, right. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so yeah, the thing. Wow. Wow. 4.8 from Paul Damien. That was Damn. the thing. If you are like us and have made it this far in your life and never watched it, just just do it. It's, yeah. It's the spooky season, mm-hmm. at least right now. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, be about that thing, you know? What day does this episode come out? Let's find that out. I think it's the 29th, two days wow. before Halloween. Wow, two so days before yeah. Halloween. Anybody I, listening right. to this on the day of release, be safe out there. Yeah. Go have your spoopers, but have them in a safe environment. I know some of you have kids, and you're going to be trick-or-treating, so... 
Don't be a clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, we almost so forgot. we almost forgot. All right, so <laughs> we Stan, have an unboxing to do. We do. Stan the Man was getting lonely. You know, we unboxed uh-huh. him a few weeks ago in uh, Wonder Woman. In our Wonder Woman Dead Earth episode. Pause now and go listen. Uh, and no, so come back do to that one on this one. Yeah, but do Wonder Woman on, on two speed. Times two speed. Yeah, definitely. Get, get, by, get through it faster. Come on. Whiz through that wonder. Yes. Right. Uh, and so we decided to get him a buddy I found uh, that I like. It's the uh, son of Frankenstein, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking pretty Which is good. just Frankenstein's monster, is we it? have to admit. This isn't the son of Frankenstein's monster, no, you don't I, think? No, I think this is well, like the son we, of Frankenstein being the son of Dr. Frankenstein. Like I was saying earlier... That's actually the original the thing. <laughs> this is the thing from another world. Yes. Right. Um, so let's bust him open, please. Yeah, well, he's wearing this beautiful. Yeah, you want to describe uh, what he's caveman. Going on? It's weird. It's like a caveman vest where it's like fur only yeah, on the like, chest and it's like shoulders. brown like a bear. Yeah. Um, and then he's got the green skin. He's got black slacks. Um, I'm very curious to see what shoes he's wearing. They look like some black boots. Yeah, it's just like cla- boots? it's like classic Franken Whoa, boots. Yeah, they're like elevator platform. boots. Yeah, they're yeah, platform boots. Platform. Holy shit! He so. looks he looks a lot Ooh. like Boris Karloff, who played him. He's got Damn. the hips. Look at them. Wow, he's got the moves like mm. Jagger. <laughs> you know, classic pin through the throat, scar on the pin forehead. Throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pin pin throat. My oh, favorite like horror villain. Velcro. <laughs> okay, wonderful. It just pops right off of there. So we're gonna yeah. just we're getting look at that. Holy shit! Oh, dude, fucking sleek. Steve Jobs over Dang. here. Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a black turtleneck. Yeah. Dang. Fucking Franken no, Steve Jobs. This is franking out on the town right now. He's got this, <laughs> this nice black long sleeve shirt. These nice black slacks. He's got his platform boots on. He's out to the disco. Honestly, he's, he's probably wearing. Him. He's probably wearing mm. Dracar Noir, but right? Even, I would even better news. Yes, dude. <laughs> oh, what? does he have a back is he tattoo? Tatted? Yeah, he's tatted. It says. uh Trademark. Oh, made in shit. China. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Some good ink there, Frank. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get this off he's, of these fucking ridiculous hands. Dude, he's red. I can already tell. It's much arms. like Stan, they go to the same gym, obviously, because this boy is just. Oh my god! Oh my god. He's so red. Oh man, these arms do not work well with the, by themselves. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do is leave the shirt around his waist, <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of beaching, you know. He's kind of he's like beach, <laughs> beach crank. So he's he's ripped. He's got no other stitching. I'm so glad he's all green. I was so afraid the body like was, gonna was gonna be, gonna be a be, different color. I feel like we should get him a skateboard if he's gonna have his. He's got gorgeous if he's hips. Have it on the, I want to see. <laughs> can I see? He's him? got a V cut. I just, can you tie the sleeves if you can? Yes. Yeah. yeah I'll try in, my best. In, in the front, you okay. might want to flip it all around, and I think it might be easier. Yeah. Okay. Does he have a um, V cut? He, he does. He has. Yeah, he's got he's it going. Got, on. He's got a ball cut. He's got oh, a, a Franken V cut. Um, he's incredible. He does not have the shoulder span that I thought he would have. Yeah. Um, he's got kind of weak. He's shoulders. got weak shoulders a little bit. But he, I think that's due to the articulation. He needs to be able to move around a little bit. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think he, Stan's really going to appreciate this little, uh, this but little if, sweater. But if he got he's, like a Hulk Hogan figurine, he would definitely kick his ass. <laughs> a Hulk Hogan figurine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Incredible Hulk since they're so similar. No, the Incredible Hulk Hogan. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Frank looks great. He's very handsome. He's got the six pack. He has, yeah, like Kenny was saying, twenty twenty one tattooed on his back, made in China. He likes Asian culture, yeah, so he's, absolutely. Yeah, he's he, Frank of the future. He's know? Frank of the future. God you, damn it! Do you guys know where he works out? You know where Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, we need to find this gym because him and Stan the Man are just looking fucking great for both being pretty old boys. Old you know boy what I mean? Um, he's, he literally is dead. He's dead. He's still looking way better than me. So fuck, bro. Yeah, uh, they have to work out at Planet. Um, I'm trying to do a pun. Do you have a pun? No. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I can't. What gym would these two boys go <laughs> Um. That was a horrible laugh. Uh, horror. Ho- Hollywood Planet. I don't know. Planet Hollywood? Ho- Planet Hollywood Fitness. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Planet can't. Hollywood Fitness. That's pretty good. I uh, like that one. Uh, but yeah, this shirt is a monster. I, I don't know how we're going to fucking take it off. We're Jeez. not. I want to tie it around oh. his waist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you didn't want to do that? I don't know. It's now flipped over to the gotcha. inverse. I'll, I'll play with it. It's yeah. like completely inside out now. Okay. Next week, we're going to be doing Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a special episode. 
It's going to um, be a big-ass episode. It is going to be a big-ass episode. And they're kicking me off the podcast. We so are, don't expect to hear me on Yeah, there. Paul Damien will not be on that episode. Yeah, We're we're having our, who is proclaimed our other anime guy, the anime <laughs> guy, Eric, will be he, coming honestly, back. Honestly, he's probably more of an anime guy than I am. <laughs> yeah, he, he would so, tell you as much. <laughs> completely fine. Yeah, there I only go. watch the animes I like. I can't wait for you to listen to this er- episode, Eric, because you're going to hear Paul Damien let you be the anime guy, so <laughs> there you fine. go, bud. Um, Paul Damien, you can be the bleach guy. <laughs> I'll be the bleach guy. I, why can't I just be the Batman guy? Oh, that that's fair. Yeah, you can be yeah. Batman guy. Um, I'm done with that. After th- that, after the Neon Genesis Evangelion episode, we will be returning to movies with There Will Be Blood, <laughs> uh, which is one of Kenny's favorite movies. Exactly. I'm, it's going to be me being Paul Damien and giving one of the highest ratings we've seen on this cast, because this is one of my top ones, boys. So. Oh, and they're letting me back on yeah. yes. for that episode. Wait yes. for that week. There's yeah. going to be loads of blood. And no anime. It's going to be all in my penis. Oh. Also, no anime. Are you? You need to see a doctor. Are you ovu- ovulating? Shut the <laughs> hell up, bitch! Because I had a big old boner. <laughs> oh, I get it. For Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, and, I get it. And there you will be it. blood. You get it finally. All right. Um, okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's in the show notes. Uh, come back next week. Yeah. We'll yeah. see y'all then, and we'll see you on another time. <laughs> all right, Charlie. I'm the anime guy. <laughs>